Local Soccer Matters podcast on Garden County Sport with your host, Dan Gorman. Hello and welcome along to the second ever episode of uh, Garden County Sports Soccer Podcast, Local Soccer Matters. Thanks to everyone for listening last week for all the likes and comments and the, the positive encouragement. Um, obviously, it was a first-time venture, so a very appreciative of all the encouragement. Um, tonight, we're back again. Um, we're going to be joined by Andy Bishop of Encormac United. And then later on the show, we're going to have Arclow Town man, Darrell O'Connor, who is currently with Cork City. Um, just quickly, we're going to have a little run-through of Andy's details before he comes on. So Andy was with St. Fergus AFC for many years. Um, St. Fergus then sadly obviously folded. And this year, Andy was offered to come back and take charge of the Wicklow Cup champions, Encormac United. Um, and I'll just introduce Andy now. Andy, you're there. I am indeed, yeah, Dan. I'd imagine when you get a phone call asking, do you want to take charge of the Big Club Champions, it's something you can't say no to. <laughs> yeah, not far off. Um, I know, look, the, the club's very close to my heart. Obviously, there's a lot of kind of history there and stuff like that. I've met a lot of good friends and everything. So, um, I once it was kind of mentioned, there was there was only one kind of club I'd go to, you know. And I imagine you're obviously a very passionate football man. You were missing football the few years you arrived from it. Well, I myself and uh, David Dixon took over Dargle just for the year last year. Um, it was literally just to kind of get get things started. We did miss the ball, like we loved it with Fergus. Um, so we kind of took over Dargle for the year. It was, ever, it was only ever going to be a year to kind of get them going. But um, you do you do kind of miss it, um, like the kind of the, the the kind of banter and everything like that was allowed. Um, and obviously, like we have good training sessions, and like there's nothing better than winning the game. Um, whether it's third division, first division, or Premier, you know, you kind of it's it's a, it's a kind of great feeling for everyone, you know. And how do yourself and David share the workload? Is it one more guy on the coaching side, one more tactical, or how do you split it? Yeah, look, Dicko, um, David, um, kind of does a lot of the kind of coaching leads. He's kind of spot on with that, in fairness, his organisation and everything like that, and uh, he enjoys it. Uh, and he, the lads kind of enjoy him kind of doing that side of things. And the tactics are kind of just mixed together. He kind of like. His knowledge of the game from playing, even he, he was a super player, he still is to be fair. And um, he can kind of he, he reads the game very well. And um, so we kind of just kind of play off each other, um, tactic wise. He um, he, got, he he kind of lets me do a lot of the talking, unless he kind of something kind of annoyed him, and then he he kind of says it at half time. But now nah, he's he's great to work with. His knowledge of the game and is 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 fantastic, second to none, you know. Excellent. We'll just we'll run through the results so far. Yourself briefly. Um, Tommy Heffernan's Shield beat Newtown five 0 Beat Glen Carr, sorry, yep. Glen Beat Ashford 3 2 in the opener. Then um, the Mott yep. Swickler overs 8 1. Beat Carnew 4 3. Yep. So plenty of goals being scored. Um, Drew with Ratnew. Then at the weekend, disappointingly, a walk over the Humber Arclough, which I imagine you, you weren't over yeah. getting the news that they weren't showing up. No, absolutely not. Look, the, the thing is, you know, like, like everyone, everyone kind of wants a game of football every weekend, you know, that sort of way. And like, Dan, you know yourself, you've been up in Riders Field, like the pitch is fantastic. It's it's one of the best pitches in Wicklow that'll always be on. Um, Colin Mulligan and Colly Griffiths came up with me on Sunday morning. And there was a bit of water in the pitch, but we got rid of it. Um, Colly Griffith marked the pitch. It was an absolutely great nick. The sun was kind of shining down. There wasn't a problem on it. As soon as we were kind of putting the equipment away, we got the cut off from John. Look, it, it happens, you know. It's just disappointing it's happened so early in the season. But, um, Look, we'll kind of we'll kind of move on. Um, so far in the season, you couldn't have asked for better. Maybe fifteen or twelve points from a possible fifteen, I think. Um, the Tommy Heffernan Shield was just something else. It's like obviously, 
the Wicklow League were kind of kind enough and the, the club are forever grateful to kind of the funds raised were going to Paddy to Paddy Byrne you know um, so I think Gary kind of knew at the start we were kind of playing for a lot more just than um, for than the Shield we were playing it for, for Paddy um, so yeah it was no, I can honestly say there was only ever going to be one minute there when we went one up um, it was great you know Looking ahead to Friday, it's obviously a massive fixture on the horizon. Same away to St Peter's. Yeah, we're kind of um, we're, we're we're kind of seeing uh, we're in talks with the kind of the, the league at the moment just about about that. I know Peter's pitch is kind of um, in, in, isn't in great nick at the moment, but we're kind of just I'm just waiting on the call back actually from John Shea uh, just about that fixture. So I won't know anything definite um, until later on today or tomorrow morning. So. We'll wait and see what happens. Um, obviously, you want to win every trophy possible, but was there a realistic yeah. aspiration where you said, "Look, we'll give the league a best shot and get a cup"? Or what were the what were the plans here, Evan David? It's, it's it's every game. We kind of just want to go out and win. Um, it, we broke like obviously we kind of set goals at the start at the start. Like and like people are kind of saying to us outside the outside the league and everything like that. Off. Like you know, it's a good young team. It's kind of an ambitious team. Great players, and we know we do. But we have that mix of experience as well. Ian Devlin's come back in, Paul Devlin's come back in, Colin Nolan's there. Um, you can't they kinda of need to keep the lads feet in the ground as well, you know. Um, but we, we it's 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 kind of, I know you'll kinda of, kinda of laugh when you hear it, but it's every game as it comes. We just want to win the next game, whatever it brings. Um, obviously the season itself, it's we'd love to end up with, with trophies. Um what Colin Mulligan did last year with the lads was absolutely fantastic, the Wicklow the Wicklow Cup. Yeah, the unfortunate side of things is Paddy wasn't there to kind of say it due to, due to his illness. So that's something we want to kind of rectify, whether it's the league, the Wicklow Cup, the League Cup or whatever. Um, we do, we just, but we do, we will, we just concentrate on some cracking teams in, in our league. Like we've gone team Peters twice. Peters, brilliant setup, brilliant team, great players, really fast. Have more we went to see as well. They're a brilliant team. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be easy, put it that way, but. We'll just see how we go, you know. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that more there. I was going to mention them myself. They're the surprise pack. Mm. They've not come out of nowhere, but he means obviously. But I don't think many would have expected them to start the season the manner they have, especially going to Peters and beating us so comprehensively. Like, was that a surprise? You? Yeah, there? we went. Yeah, we went down to myself and Dicker went down to watch them uh, against Peters. Um, it was the second time I went to see Peters against St Anthony's as well. So it was my second time kind of seeing Peters, but I, I, I knew. Um, Moore's first result against Newtown, they they beat them. Um, but um, no, they were they were pretty. They kind of soaked the pressure to start. Peter went through everything at them, but they've really got some cracking players. Goalkeeper was man of the match, Dixie that night. He was brilliant. Some of the saves he pulled off were just insane. Um, but yeah, good young centre half as well, and um, good attacking players. So yeah, they're they really really impressive. Peter's have as well, you know. Um, and depends on the few teams that are going through transition. Ashford had a very young side when we went down and played them, and they played some really, really good football as well. You know, so it's going to be tough. And is there any particular fixture that you're really looking forward to? A certain team you're really looking forward to getting stuck into? You know, probably Newtown again. There's always kind of like <laughs> there's always kind of a good rivalry. Of, like I got when I was managing uh, Glen Cormac, I went to see kind of cup finals and stuff with them. You know, and I remember the first division. I think it was. They played their second team in the divisional cup final up in Abbotsford, and they bet them. And Newtown bet them, so there's always kind of that thing with Newtown kind of getting the upper hand. Um, so I look forward to that kind of fixture, just to kind of like Gary Kelly's one of the best in the business, and the lads up there in Newtown are fantastic because you always kind of want to put yourself up against the best to see how you're getting on. 
I look forward to that fixture home. I know I in a respectful way, you know. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, just come June if Cormac United finishes the season without a trophy to their name, I imagine you'd be massively disappointed, would you? I'd be disappointed, but like they're they're a young side, obviously with the exception of well, Paul wouldn't like me saying it or Colin, but like they are a young side, so it's not something like they they did unbelievably well to get there to get to win the Wicklow Cup last year. But it's not just the one season or two seasons. So you want to kind of keep building. Like we've added a couple of players there as well, um, young enough as well. So we kind of want, it's not something if we don't finish next season or if we don't finish this season or anything, like, we'll go again next season. Obviously, you want to win trophies, but it's not kind of a short term plan here, you know. Excellent. Listen, Annie, thank you very much for your time. I'll let you go back to it, okay? Dan, anytime. Thanks a million, mate. Cheers, Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Good luck. So our thanks to Andy Bishop there for joining us at the line, the manager of Cormac United, and we wish him and all the Cormac lads all the best for the rest of the season. Uh, now joining us on the line is a man from Arklow who is Dara O'Connor. Dara is playing for Cork City at the moment. He's uh, on a part of a two-year deal, so he spent last season with them, and he will again be with them in 2020. So Dara, thank you very much for joining us tonight. No problem. Thank you for having me. How are things down in Cork? Are you back in Arklow, I presume, at the minute, are you? Yeah, um, all, all relaxed now after a, a long season. Put it that way, so it's nice to just put the feet up for a few weeks before kind of getting back in the swing of things. It's nice, nice and relaxing. So you joined UCD, um, you got your call up to the senior squad in 2015. Um, you made 11 appearances that season, scoring two goals. And then uh, the following season, there were 16 appearances, 19 appearances, 27 appearances, and 29 appearances this year in the top flight. Um, so in total, you've made 102 appearances in the League of Ireland and scored 22 goals. Um, had you realised it was 100, 102 appearances you've made? No, I haven't actually. I've never really uh, added it up, to be fair. Um, not bad going for 22, is it? No, not bad. And a goal every five <laughs> appearances is, is already going as well, considering starting off, you would have been probably coming off the bench quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like, um, I think if you could compare it to a lot of my counterparts that went over to England, they have uh, racked up a few under-23 appearances that, well, at the end of the day, probably don't really, really mean a whole lot. Um so it's kind of a good example to people that stay at home and go through the ranks these at League of Ireland level that they can rack up senior appearances um, that actually kind of mean something at the end of the day compared to those 23 games as such. How did you end up signing for UCD instead of maybe Bray Wanders? I kind of was at a crossroads after kind of schoolboy level. I was um, mainly kind of looking towards college and what kind of appealed to me in that sense. So it kind of came down to whether to go to college in UCD or my new and if I'd have gone to my news, I probably would have ended up with the same path given their links. Um, but then at the end of the day, I kind of put two and two together. U3 was closer. They kind of submerged into or converged into college and football team as once. And my preferred course was there as well. Um, so I ended up going for Charles with their under 19. Wasn't actually picked originally. So it wasn't until their number 10 decided to go elsewhere. And then I was going to call in as backup. Um, and it took me a good while to break into the 19th. I think I was on the bench for the first half of the season. And as football would have it, a few injuries here and there, one or two good games, and there was a shortage of injuries in the first team, and I got called up, and that was that. Was that. So there was a, a fair bit of luck involved in getting the breakthrough. But um, I suppose if you ask any footballers, that's, that's how they make a breakthrough. It's very rare. You're just thrown in from, from day one. There's a lot of luck and various factors involved in the young lad breaking through. Like, and then your four seasons with UCD, um, you obviously, in the final season, helped massively to help them earn promotion um, before leaving for Cork City. But you also, I don't think you played, but you were involved when they got involved in the Europa League. Um, 
or day the two major highlights, I imagine? Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't involved in the, well, I was, I was in the travelling squad and I was in the matchday squad for the home leg, but um, I took two months out to focus on my leaving there, so that kind of left me a nod's end in terms of make, making an appearance in the Europa League. It probably wasn't up to scratch, even though I arguably disagreed at the time. Looking back, I can fully understand why I wasn't involved. Um, obviously, it was a disappointment at the time, but it was an experience that stood to me, and luckily I was able to put it right this time with Cork. I made a, I started the second leg over in Luxembourg this year in the Europa League. Um, but in terms of UCC, like, even though I wasn't massively involved, it was um it would have been on fire with winning the first division, no doubt, last year. It was a tremendous degree, especially as a eighteen year old and just finished school going away on a big trip to far away as far as Slovakia and Luxembourg. That was incredible. Honestly, incredible. And as you said there, that winning the land this season or sorry, winning the league last year was a massive highlight. Was it hard then to move away? Like how, how tempting had the offer from Cork to be to get you to, to leave? It it was, yeah, to be honest, because I if I'm being honest, I didn't actually have much intention originally in leaving UCD. Um, I was just about to start uh, a master's in computer science and I was settling into that and then it was the day after the cup final where I actually had watched Dundalk Week Court in the Aviva that um, I got a phone call saying Court were interested. So you can imagine my point of view. I just watched Court play in front of 30,000 people in the Aviva thinking in my head oh, I wish I could be involved in something like that. Then fast forward 24 hours and I was on the phone to their manager uh, looking to meet them down to have a look around. So, to be honest, once once I hung up the phone, I kind of my mind made up already. Even there was, even though there wasn't even an offer on the table, I um I kind of set my sights on going to court there. And then um, it was just one of those euphoric moments where you just know everything's about to change. Like, so I kind of have to go in at least to say, look, thanks for everything. But the big boys are coming knocking. I I kind of have to go my way. And to be fair to them, they're they're well used to it by now. I'm sure well-recognised amount of players that have kind of gone on from East League to big clubs. Um, predominantly, Dundalk, more recently, Georgie Kelly, Robbie Benson, Craig Sloggett there even last week. But they're well, they're well used. There's always good players coming through. Yeah, of course. Um, and just at the end of the season with Cork, you, as you said there, you watched the cup final last year. You are probably hoping for similar experience this year, a push in the league. Everyone expected them to be there, thereabouts again. It didn't quite transpire that this season, did it? Yeah, like... <laughs> Somebody made a joke to me last year. They they Cork made four cup finals in a row, four or five cup finals in a row. That's the one season I signed that they probably won't like having a, having a sly dig at me, like joking at me. And I said, "Watch this now, but it will happen." But obviously, um, a lot of things went wrong in Cork this year. Like it was my first year in professional football, and I probably experienced nearly the bulk of things that there are to come in the next. If I want to have a 10, 15 year career, I probably won't see things that I've seen this year. Um, on and off the pitch, like and let let me clear things up first. It wasn't for a want of nobody trying or fallouts or disagreements, arguments. It was just a combination of various factors that just came went against us. And without making an excuses, a lot of it was just luck. We threw away, I think it was eighteen points with goals in the last five minutes. Some some ridiculous stat like that. That if we had held on to lead. We would have nearly made European spots at the amount of games we just lost in the last minute or the last five minutes and we gave away leads. And it was just getting to the point where we, if we got went to goal down, we knew we weren't coming back. Our, just, our mindset was a bit warped, which coming from a title winning team in UCD, I was used to rolling teams over. If we went two goals down, we knew we'd come back. And that mentality just 
wasn't there last year with Cork and unfortunately nobody was able to put it right. We had many discussions with three managers that tried to fix it and it just towards the end of the season it was just seeing out the games, make sure we don't get relegated and make sure we can regroup for next season. So that's kind of where we're where we're at at the moment. Hopefully the off season will give boys some hunger for coming back next year. And you personally Dara, did you feel happy enough with your performance throughout the obviously it's hard to shine in, in a situation like that and as an attacking player like yeah. it's very hard for you. It 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 is difficult. Like it was I went through a stretch there where I think will I ever score a goal for these um <laughs> eventually it did come. But like the if I was to per, first like from a personal point of view if I was to look back on my season, I reckon I had a good start, had a good six game um starting the season, then unfortunately I dislocated my shoulder, which that's part and parcel football injuries and fluke injuries happened and that kept me out for two months. And then by the time I came back, John Caulfield had been sacked. So it was very difficult. For me, obviously, my first year, the first ever manager that finds you at a professional club, gets shown the door. And then the, the interim manager, John Cotter, to be brutally honest, he just wasn't really having me. He, I don't think he, he wanted me in the team or one way or another. He, he kind of fizzled me out and towards the end of his uh, tenure there, I wasn't even indications to why that was the case? I, I don't know. There was I was I was very very close to um I suppose going going to there was rumors of me going to the same parts. Now I never want to leave court. Um and I'm very glad I didn't. But there was a time where I, I just wasn't getting a look in. I think I went three or four games without making appearance or even making the bench. And as a footballer, the young footballer, that was very demoralizing and I know it's part and parcel of the game. Um and I just never really got a valid explanation of it. Um which I'll hold my hand up. It's I don't think in football, nothing's ever personal. So you you kind of get to realise that it if it's purely a football decision, you you get you get on with it. But anyway, he he wasn't given the job um, fully in the end, and Neil Fenn came in and he kind of took a liking to me and kind of made it a decision to kind of get me back on form. And I played every game under him since uh, he came in towards the end of the season, and I finished with four goals in the last ten games. So. I think if I could carry that into next year, I think it was four goals every 10 games, I'd be nearly hitting 15 goals a season, which I'd grab, grab your hand off for now. Like, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of my coming point of last year. It was turbulent, but a good start and a good finish. So if we could get a bit more consistency next year, we'd, uh, I'd, I'd be very happy. Yeah, fingers crossed, all right. Um, there was one man who you did impress, um, the Republic of Ireland manager, Mick McCarthy, um, for anyone who might have seen it, he uh, was at a Cork Cork Pats the opening game of the season, I think, and uh, he watched it and he said he singled out Dara and said Dara O'Connor. He was the one player who stood out for me. He played very well, I thought, whether it was on the right or on the left. He played in and played behind the striker. He was the one who stood out. Um, and then he goes on to say Dara stood out because he's a forward and he was tricky and did a few really good things. Um, so hearing things like that from Mick McCarthy must be uh, quite inspiring, I suppose. Yeah, no. Surreal. I think with my dad it actually told me after the game that he was in the stands watching and I like if I'd have been told beforehand obviously he'd be a bit nervous about that. But um I told after and it wasn't only until a few days uh, that somebody sent me a link being like, Oh my character after mentioning you and I thought it was a well, it his or something like that. That's, that's, that's hardly true. We've done about another O'Connor or something like that. But uh I can't think of it anyway and my, my phone really dropped out of my hand like it was just a surreal, surreal moment, like you know what I mean. I think any player in the country if they're getting names dropped by the international managers um, would mean a lot. And it was actually indirectly the following week 
I uh, met him up in the RT studios for the uh, FAI International Awards, and he recognised me from over, shook my hand, so that that meant a lot at the time. It was it was the day after I just looked at my shoulder, so that kind of cheered, cheered me up a little bit. Like Jesus, yeah, it's not about it'll pick me up to get. Um, uh, fair play to him. It's, no, it's very nice. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we've already, yeah, we already discussed uh, Cork City sacking manager, but UCD also sacked the manager this year, and it was Cully O'Neill, and he is a man I imagine had a massive influence on your career. Yeah, I would have been my manager for four years. He, like any manager, we've had, we've had our ups and downs, but he gave me my debut um, back when I was seventeen on a cold night down in Cove. I'll never forget it. He just said, "Go on and express yourself. Do your do what you." do what you do best and that was his his uh, emphasis on players for the next four years nothing really changed um, he always wanted players to go out and just express themselves he'd never he'd never come out here if he wanted to try to take a player on if it didn't work pick your head up go do it again like he was uh, very encouraging in that, in that sense and I don't think people will realise until a few years down the line how, how good a team we actually had last year that he spent two three years developing um players have already gone on to make a big impact in the league like Gary Neal and Neil Farouche have gone on winning the FAI Cup last year um, George Kelly has been off but only I reckon in two or three years time we'll realise how good of a job Holly did with that team um, and who knows you see might re- regret sending him on his way but as, as everyone says that's, that's football like that happens but um, no I, I, owe, I owe that man a lot it arguably wouldn't be where I am now if he, if he wasn't my manager for those years and another man who Obviously, blasting under him is uh, Liam Scales. Just how good is Liam Scales? I he's so so reliable as a defender, and not just that on the ball. I don't think many many people realise how uh, how skillful he is. I remember playing skill football with him, and he'd be playing in the number ten left wing, and he'd be doing all sorts of tricks. Now, as a centre back, I think he's kind of took them away for the while, but um, he's well capable of taking on a player if he needs if need to be. But um, no, as as far as, far as and the back so I think he's a complete complete package um, and he'll, he'll only get better now so, you dropping good, him a text good. ask him to drop down to Cork maybe <laughs> uh, he says I haven't already so I'm only joking <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Liam has, uh, has a good few options on the card going forward next year it'll be interesting to see where he ends up but um, I, I doubt he'll be in the first division put it that way <laughs> and do you still have aspirations to go over to England or what's your, your plan for right, long term yeah I would um, I don't, don't think it's fair for anyone to say they wouldn't because I don't. I, I generally don't think they'd mean it. Now, going over to England isn't as isn't as uh, glamorous as a lot of people think it is. Like especially the lower league, League Two, League One. You um, a lot of players go over to struggle and come back. Like if you look like Jack Byrne, Patrick McLenny struggled over in League One, but I don't think that's a fair reflection on their talent. I think that was just maybe a good player matched with a bad club at the time. Um, more, more recently, the players going over to Championship are hitting the ground running. Like so, I think a lot of League of Ireland players. That's probably the aspiration they should aim for going forward. Now, no, it's a big leap. But like the Shawnee McGuire's done over, done well. Um, Sadly, has done over from Cork City. He was playing in my position last year, and it just goes to show that the standards you need to be hitting to get a, to get a good move over. But um, I, I think that might be a, a season or two away. If I'm, I need a, a solid, solid season from Cork City before I can even think about uh, something like that. Like, look, we'll cross the finger for you anyway. Listen, Dara, thank you very much for giving us so much time tonight. I'll let you go back to it, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Dara. Talk to you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, so that was Dara O'Connor there, um, an absolute gentleman.
um, and Raymond Shaw for his 20 years of age. Um, we also have an exclusive tonight that Dara will be writing a diary for us on a week-to-week basis, uh, detailing what it's like to be a League of Ireland footballer. Uh, we expect Dara to maybe start out mid to late December, just before preseason kicks in, so there'll be more details on that as we progress. So a big thanks to Andy Bishop tonight from the Cormac United. Um, we wish them the best weekend if they're playing St. Peter's. Um, by the time this comes out, they may not be. And again, thanks to Darrell O'Connor for uh, some bringing insights there and a, a lovely chat. Listen, lads, thanks very much. Todd again. Take care, Andy. Thank you.